Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 19 of the Talking Blues podcast. I am Josh, and in today's episode, I am just joined by Alex. Hopefully, Peter will join us next episode. Very exciting Chelsea preview in today's episode. We're going to be previewing the Chelsea versus Tottenham game that's going to be happening on Sunday. First time in a while that Chelsea's playing a Premier League game on Sunday. Uh, haven't I can't think of one off the top of my head that we've done on Sunday uh, in recent time. Well, also, Chelsea fans, I'm sure you remember this one. It was a... It was an interesting game, very close game coming down to the end against Wren. So we'll, we'll recap that and I'll go right into that uh, right about now. Chelsea won, nearly won a game against Wren. 2-1 was the final score. It was a nice first goal by Callum Hudson-Odoi in about the 22nd minute. It was a nice ball by Mason Mount into him. Uh, to be honest, Wren dominated the shots in this game, 13-9. to And shots on target was pretty close. Mendy played okay, you know, pretty, pretty well on goal, just like normal. Uh, had a lot of corners. Ren did have a lot of corners. They had 11 to Chelsea's three. And their goal, they chipped away all game. And their goal happened to come on a corner. And it tied the game in the 85th minute at one. And <laughs> luckily, Olivier Giroud came on as a sub. And I think it was a shot by Timo Werner. You can let me know, Alex, if that's right or wrong. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, ball was tipped by the goalkeeper's glove up gloves um it was up and then had no really spin on the ball and Giroud perfectly placed in the net uh to give Chelsea the win so I'm gonna go right to Alex now as you already know he's on this episode with me Alex how are you doing today and how did you feel about this win uh against Ren I'm doing great I'm really excited um you know going forward about um you know this game against Tottenham but going back to Ren Olivier Giroud that header um the power he gets on that when the ball, you know, really doesn't have it, all the power and the uh, spin on it has been taken out by the goalkeeper's deflection there. And the amount of power he gets with that forehead of his, it's crazy. Um, you know, definitely, I think if we can, we have to try and hold on to him because he's a real uh, player of lots of quality, as we've seen in this game, um, and, and really can make a big difference. And I think he's going to be important going forward. Um, and I'm hoping Frank Lampard can somehow get him more involved and convince him to stay. 
um, even though it seems unlikely. Callum Hudson-Odoi's goal, Mason Mount winning the ball back um, in our third of the field. Um, and, and, you know, what I appreciate about Mason Mount, and I think Frank Lampard does too, is his hustle. He's always pressing. He's, he's, uh, he's work, he works harder, I think, than everyone else. Um, and, you know, that beautiful pass. And, you know, I've never been a huge Mason Mount fan. Like, I, I, I've been critical of him in the past. Um, I, I, I always made the joke about, you know, Frank Lampard loves him. But I, I do start to understand why he thinks he is so good, because he is a very hardworking player, and he does have quite a bit of quality, um, you know, even defensively and going forward. And so I really liked what I saw from him. Beautiful ball there. Callum Hudson-Odoi with the nice finish um, and, and a great goal. So that was really good. Uh, you know, conceding from the corner. They had so many corners, like you mentioned. It's difficult not to concede from one eventually. Um, not Mendy's fault, so, uh, you know, a little bit of miscommunication between Zuma and Tiago Silva there. That will happen from time to time, but uh, obviously the late winner to secure our place in the round of 16 um, and out of the group stage. That's always a plus. Yeah, so this game puts us still in first of our UEFA Champions League group stage, Group E. Uh, Sevilla also won their game this, uh, the, what was it, this um, Tuesday, I think we played. Yeah. yeah, so Chelsea has 10 points, Sevilla has 10 points, but again, Chelsea winning in that goal differential, um, so they are up 8-3 to three, uh, in the goal differential, and that's why they're in first. We'll be looking forward to Chelsea's uh, Champions League game this week, but but let's get into Tottenham now. I mean, we, we got we to gotta, we gotta get to it uh, f- to preview this game. So once again, it's going to be on Sunday, November 29th, to everyone who celebrated it. Happy Thanksgiving. Um and now in the U.S. here, we have our, our Black Friday where we have all the deals and savings and all of that. But yeah, to, to whoever who celebrated Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to you. Let's look forward to this game on Sunday. It'll be at 11.30 a.m. here if you're on the eastern uh, coast, east coast. And then if you're in the U.K., that game will be at 4.30 p.m. So... I think we should go uh, to our Premier League table right now. Tottenham sit in first in the Premier League table with 20 points. They are tied with Liverpool for first, but they have they're seven up in the goal differential with 12 goals compared or 12 to five uh, in goals the goal differential. And then sitting in third is Chelsea with 18 points. Once again, tied with Leicester City. Goal differential is 12 to six. With that, let's move on to some news. We hear that Christian Pulisic seems to be coming back or is ready to return for Chelsea this weekend. Could it happen? Alex, your answer to that since we're heading into our uh, lineup preview. I do not think Christian Pulisic will be getting the start. Um, I just don't think, you know, Frank's going to want to throw him in there with absolutely no, um, I wouldn't say no game experience, but no recent game experience. Uh, He's probably not up to full fitness yet, but coming on around the 60th minute, 65th minute, Christian Pulisic is a weapon that I think, uh, Tottenham will definitely be scared of, and it's definitely a big bonus to have him available on the bench. Um, I, I'm almost certain he will not be starting. Um, Kai Havertz, obviously, we saw him come in for a little while in that Ren game. I think he, he uh, I mean, you'll see in my lineup, but I think he'll be making his return. Um, and, you know, we kind of need all the power there is here against, you know, Jose Mourinho, obviously for, former Chelsea manager. Um, you know, he's been doing a good job there. But hopefully, you know, we can stop them. Obviously, key players for them, uh, Hume Ming Son and Harry Kane, obviously, up front there. 
and they've been pretty solid defensively. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be important that we, uh, you know, kind of keep the tempo. They're obviously a much more defensive team uh, under Jose Mourinho and his style. We saw that a few years ago when he was at Chelsea. Obviously, he, he kind of had a bitter end, um, you know, to his Chelsea managerial era in the second time around. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The dynamic between uh, Mourinho and Lampard will be really interesting to see. Obviously, Lampard playing under Mourinho um, in his first stint at the club. So, altogether, it's really interesting. It's going to be a fascinating game, and I'm really excited. Yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about um, Stanford Bridge and what that means to Tottenham, it's not a good thing. Their record at Stanford Bridge is 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 awful. Uh, just one win in their last 34 visits uh, in any competition to Stamford Bridge. But that also you have to take away the fact that fans, I don't think starting in this game uh, will be there. But actually, I guess I didn't even need to do this. But this transitions to some good news that's happening in the UK and especially at Stamford Bridge. Uh, it seems like they're heading in the right direction. And Chelsea is going to have fans at Stamford Bridge coming soon. I think it's about 2,000 fans. Alex, you let me know if I'm correct or not. I forget. Yeah. I forget when that's going to start. I got to pull up the date, but very exciting news. So hopefully we'll, or we are going to get some people back, some Chelsea fans there uh, and they'll be able to cheer them on. And yeah, I mean, best thing that, you know, could really happen for Chelsea. Here we go. So blues will host up to 2000 supporters versus Leeds on December 5th. So that'll be the first game where Chelsea returns to fans since the exhibition game uh, before the start of the premier league season. And uh, so that's exciting stuff to look forward to. But anyway, so Tottenham has not been a good place. Or Tottenham playing at Stamford Bridge, it's not been good for them. So, I mean, we can factor that in a little bit, but not really. I mean, you would think it could be because of the fans. You think it could be, I don't know, they just don't play well against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. But that's just one thing I wanted to add in there. And let's get to our lineups now. Lineups prediction, Chelsea versus Tottenham. We'll let you know how we think... Chelsea will line up in this game. I'll start out by saying I think it's going to be a 4-3-3 per, uh, formation. Seems to be what Frank Lampard prefers uh, when playing in the Premier League against Premier League opponents. Yeah, no question about it. I think he's going to be going with that once again. And in goal, obviously, Edward Mendy coming off, you know, not a clean sheet, but still a very good performance from him. The goal, like we mentioned, not his fault whatsoever. Um, so, you know, he'll be in net and... Uh, yeah, so I don't see any difference there. Um, Josh, I assume you have him in that as well. Yeah, I do have him in that. I do have Edouard Mendy in that. Keppa is back to um, – he, he's healthy again after the issues that he was having, the injury. But whatever, it's fine. He can he can sit on the bench for now and watch Mendy hopefully perform for Chelsea in this game. Uh, you know, the hardest opponent I think that Mendy's had to face um, since he came actually was the first game – that he played in, I think, was was that the one against Tottenham? In the, yeah, cup, yeah. Uh, cup match. Carabao, yeah, yeah, Carabao Cup. So first, uh, first game that Mendy came in and started for Chelsea was in the Carabao Cup against Tottenham, which was a loss in penalties. And coming back to face him again, you have to think he he's not happy about that. So maybe he'll want to clean that up with, with a clean sheet against them. So we'll see what happens there. Obviously, none of the penalties were his fault that he that he let in really in that game, but. You know, we could see what happens there. Uh, let's move on to the, what do you want to do, Alex? Left back or right back first? Um, Just going, we'll do both fullbacks at once. Why not? Um, uh, For me, it's, it's Chilwell on the left. Um, there's no question about it. And right back, it's interesting, right? 
uh, if you're Frank Lampard, you're looking at Tottenham. You see down the wing on that left-hand side, you're most likely going to see Son, um, obviously their best player pretty much. Um, actually, no question about it in my mind, at least. Are you going to want Reese James there? Do you trust him to be able to defend against such a high-quality player like Son? Um, you know, I don't think so, and that's why I'm thinking he's going to be a little bit more conservative and go with Cesar Azpilicueta right back. So at left back, since you started with that, I think I'm going to have Ben Chilwell as well. There's no question there, like you said. And then on the right back side, I think he's actually going to go attacking here. Um, and I think Reese James can drop back. No, his defense uh, is not as good as Cesar Azpilicueta. And I completely agree with you. I think he's the better option um, at this position. But I would also like Chelsea to be a little more attacking-minded. And I, I think they'll have Reese James starting at the right-back position. We'll see what happens. You know, maybe we'll debate about that right now. Or, you know, you can yell at me about it or, you know, prove that you were right about it next episode um, when we talk um, or, or recap the game. Now, moving on to the center-backs, I'm going to have Thiago Silva and Kurt Zuma, I think there's no doubt about it, and I think they start here at the center back position. Yeah, I have them as well. Solid pairing there. They're really forming some chemistry, um, and, and all together, I think they're kind of our lead pairing there. Uh, you know, Rudiger might get in there time to time when Thiago Silva's kind of getting rotated out. Um, obviously, he's an older player. You know, he can't play every game like he used to uh, be able to. Going to the midfield now, this is interesting too. When you're talking about attacking, defensive, what's Frank going to do? I think he's going to go defensive at that right back position. But I think when we're in this midfield, I think he's going to go with a slightly more attacking one. Uh, Angolo Conte is going to be starting no matter what. I'd be shocked if he isn't. Kai Havertz, I think, will be making his return to the starting lineup. And Mason Mount, I think, will also be in there. Yes, it seems attacking, but we saw his, you know, his work rate throughout the season and last season as well. I think he can really, you know, hustle back and hopefully kind of fill that role that maybe, uh, you know, Mateo Kovacic and Jorginho do. Um, not the same thing that they do, but he, he can definitely do something there. And I think that frees up our attack to get a couple more uh, explosive players up front uh, for us, at, you know, going forward. So I have a question for you then, Alex. I, I have the exact same uh, positions at the midfield, Right, so I'm going to have Kai Havertz, uh, Mason Mount, and then also N'Golo Kante in the defensive kind of midfield position. Where do you see Mason Mount and Kai Havertz uh, playing on the field? You know, where, where do you think Frank's going to want them pushing towards? Where, where do you see them positioning on the field? Do you see Mount on the left side, Havertz on the right side? Uh, if you're going to pick a side of the field, who goes left, who goes right? Well, I think you're going to see Mason Mount kind of lurked closer to that left-hand side with Ben Chilwell um, because I think he gets back a little bit more defensively, Ben Chilwell a little bit more attacking than Cesar Azpilicueta, at least in my lineup. Um, so I think Kai Havertz on that kind of more rightish side has more you know, room to go forward because and not have to worry about tracking back as much because of Cesar Azpilicueta back there. Um, you know, whereas if you did have Reese James, then you know he would definitely have to put in a bigger shift there. Um, and so that's my thinking there. Um, and, and obviously N'Golo Conte just kind of playing that, uh, deeper role, um, that we've seen him play so many times. All right. So no, I, I completely agree. I, I like your answer to that. And, um, just wanted to get that out there just to see what your opinions were, um, you know, towards our midfield position, since you've had a little saying about how you wanted to, to mainly go attacking. Um, so yeah, anyway, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go on to our, uh, uh, Top three, sorry. 
We're going to have, Z- I'm going to have Ziyech on the left side. Tammy Abraham starting at striker. I think this will be one of their games where um, they're going to have uh, Timo Werner starting on the wing. I think he'll play right wing for Chelsea in this game. And once again, Tammy Abraham starting at the striker position. So I have the exact same thing as you, but the wingers are flipped. I think Ziyech is always going to be on that right-hand side, or at least most of the time. We have seen them swap around a little bit in-game, but I think to start, Ziyech will be on the right. You know, this was a tough one. Timo Werner up front, maybe that's a better option. He's kind of been a little bit off the past couple games. You know, do you want him to be in his position that he's most comfortable with? But then again, Tommy Abraham has brought such a, uh, you know, such good performances recently that I don't think you can take him out of the starting 11. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but I do agree that I think Abraham will stay in. Um, yeah, so I'm going to agree with you. Just the wingers flipped a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you can go either or. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could do you could do either or. I, I think if you want to put Ziyech on the right side, which is his natural winger position, I guess maybe I would flip it there. Now, now I don't want to go back on my word of what I just said, right? But yeah, I guess you could you you you, you would most likely put, if not definitely put, Ziyech on the right side and Timo Werner on the left uh, left wing winger side. If you're gonna have Tammy Abraham starting at the striker position, which I definitely think Frank Lampard will do in this game uh, against Tottenham. So let's go to our score prediction. I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll come down to a last-minute goal. And I think Chelsea will just nearly end in a draw with Tottenham. And I think it'll be a 2-2 draw. So for me, like you said, it's going to be a close game. I don't think that it's going to be that high scoring, to be honest. They're solid defensively. We're reasonably-ish solid defensively. Um, I'm going for a 1-1 scoreline. I think this is just one of those games that neither team is going to want to expose themselves too much um and I think that's just how it's going to work out um and yeah but I don't really have any other like predictions for scorers or anything um you know you could see Hakeem Ziyech pop a goal and I'll give that one if you're gonna go possession right we know Chelsea is a big team when it comes to passing the ball uh, they lead the Premier League, actually, in passes and possession. They always try to hold it for the longest they can in the game. We didn't see that as much uh, against this most recent game in the Champions League. But do you, who do you see coming? How about this? Instead, of, you don't want to do more score prediction. Who do you see getting the bulk of possession in this one? And uh, I'm not even going to ask who do you think has the most passes because I think we know that that'll most likely be Chelsea. Um, but, yeah, possession. Who Who has the most in this one? Because you say that. You know, no one wants to expose themselves. A lot of a lot of teams, both sides are going to probably want to keep the ball as long as possible, but not try to go towards the box as much, probably pass in the back. I think you're looking at a Jose Mourinho team that in the past game against Man City, I believe that was last week, they had, what, 30% possession, something like that. If you can pull that up, that would be great. Um, I, it was a small amount of possession against a Man City team, again, who's very... Uh, you know, has the bulk of possession most of the time. So I think that you have to expect Chelsea to try to keep possession more often. I think Jose Mourinho and his team will be solid at the back. They're going to be organized. Um, and I don't think they're going to be keeping the ball super long, but I think they'll definitely be hard to break down. And uh, they're going to try to hit Chelsea on the counterattack um, and maybe take advantage of, uh, you know, us when we go forward a little bit more. Like you said, last weekend, Tottenham win against Manchester City, 2-0 win for them, uh, and the possession was 33% to 
Tottenham winning that. So you're completely right. They did have about 30% possession on that in that game. Uh, and Man City getting, you know, a, a record amount of shots with, with 22 to 4, which is crazy that they were able to keep the clean sheet. But anyway, that'll, I think, do it for this episode of Talking Blues. This is episode number 19. So wherever you're listening, please um, subscribe, you know, on Apple Podcasts. And like I said, wherever you're listening, we're on mostly all podcast platforms. So that would be perfect. Go on Twitter and follow us at Talking Blues Pod once again. Alex has uh, every new episode he'll be tweeting out there. And then some game updates, stuff like that, he'll be tweeting. So, you know, if you can't follow the game, follow us on Twitter. And he'll be able to keep you updated with that. Um so if you're able to share our podcast with at least one friend, share with friends and family, and then share on your social medias, make sure to tag us at the Giant Take Pod or the Giant Take Pod, Talking Blues Pod on Twitter if you're going to do it there. Uh, the Giant Take Pod is our other podcast that Alex and I do transitioning to that. Um, that is a New York Giants podcast. They're in the NFL National Football League for any you know people who don't you know you don't know what that is. So if you want to check us out. We're also on mostly all podcast platforms under the name The Giant Take. Like I said, go follow us on Twitter at The Giant Take Pod. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Giant Take. Um, And that would be pretty cool to check us out. And continue listening to Talking Blues. We'll have an episode out at least once a week, twice a week if needed, probably coming up in December, as many as we can, to be honest, uh, during the week. So look forward to two episodes a week for for Talking Blues um, during the month of December, where we're going to get a lot of football in and it'll be really fun so yeah keep listening if you're able to drop a five-star rating in apple Podcasts or wherever you're able to that would be great if you can't uh do a review which i would you know ask would be even better uh then go to the five stars go all the way to the right which is the fifth star and then press on that and that'll give us five stars all right so i think that now that'll wrap it up for today's episode of talking blues i think it's episode number 19 of Talking Blues, so that'll do it, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.